Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for the Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. In each episode, we will provide segments on practical life applications for followers of Christ through the in-depth study of the Bible. We appreciate you spending time with us today, and stay tuned after the lesson for more information on our ministry and how to contact us. This podcast is part one of a series called Journey to the Mountain. This was recorded live during a revival on July 24th at Whispering Hope Church, pastored by John Lee. We know this recording is not up to our usual quality standards, but we thought this was an important message to share with you. We pray that it blesses your soul and enriches your life, and that you will come back and listen to the remaining podcasts when they're available. God bless. In the last few days, this came to mind, and if I was going to title it, it would be titled Journey to the Mountain. All right. Because we are on a journey each and every day. And I want to take you through this journey of Abraham and Isaac, because this is a journey that we can apply to our lives. It says in verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell of thee. Okay, let's talk about the land of Moriah. I'm going to give you some, some tidbits along the way. The land of Moriah is where these mountain ranges are. The land of Moriah is also where Jerusalem is. Mount Moriah in Jerusalem is where Solomon built the temple in Second Chronicles 3, 3 and 1, if you want to look it up or you want to notate that down. That's where Solomon built the temple. Golgotha is another mountain in that range, wow. and that is where our Christ was crucified. So this is way before that, 2,000 years approximately before that took place. Here is Abraham and Isaac. A young man in in Hebrew times was could be anywhere from about 17 to about 30. Uh Could be somewhere in that range. And Abraham is told to take his son, his only son. This is his only promised son because we know that he had another son named Ishmael. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But Isaac was the son of promise to him. Uh That was his promised seed. If you go back to chapter 21, and you go to verse 12, it said, And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad, and because of thy bondwoman, and all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Amen. God made a promise. One chapter before. Yeah. And here is God calling down to Abraham. And Abraham recognized his voice, right? Yeah. When you hear the voice of God, you are going to recognize his voice. There is no doubt when he speaks to you. And he said, here I am, Lord. And God tells him, take your son. Take him to the land of Moriah. Yes. Take him to a mountain that I will show you and offer him up as a burnt offering unto me. Stop and think about that. Really stop and think about that. Uh Uh-huh. You have waited all these years to have a child. Sarah's womb was made whole again uh-huh. in order to conceive. Yeah, had to be. She bare a son unto him, and God looks at him and tells him, take your son. 
an offering to me. I don't know about any of you. Take my child. I got two of them. I could not even imagine. What would you feel in here? Take your only son. The next verse says, and Abraham rose up early in the morning. It doesn't say Abraham even responded. Doesn't even say he did anything. He trusted God. Amen. See, there are times in our life when God makes us promises. Okay? Yeah. I want you to really grasp this. There's times in our life God makes us promises. Yeah. But he may take us down a path that looks like the promise is not going to be All fulfilled. Right. Right. There is a time in our life when he makes us a promise. We have to trust the person yeah. who promised us yeah. instead of trusting the promise. Yeah. We have to trust him more yeah. than the promise itself. We yeah. have to trust that he is going to take us down that path. Yeah. He's going to take us to the promise. We may take us all the way around the mountain. He oh. may just take us over the mountain. He may make us dig under the mountain. Yeah. Oh, but we will get to that promise. Yeah. This does not look in the short term like the promise is going to be fulfilled. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, think about that. When God tells you to take your son uh-huh. to sacrifice, I know in Abraham's heart he's probably saying, but God promised me the fleshly side of him. He has a trust in God that, that is above all. Yeah. Right? Amen. Abraham has a trust in God that's above all, but we all have a flesh. Yeah. We all have a sin nature that lives within us. Come on. We all have Satan talking in our ear yeah. each and every day, trying yeah. to break us down, trying to persuade us differently. Uh-huh. And guess what? Abraham was no different. He was a man just like us. Amen. But how in the world is that going to come to pass? If my son is going to be sacrificed, up, that's the flesh. That's the devil in your ear. There is a promise unto each and every one of us. You know that? We have a promise of salvation. We have a promise of eternal life. We have a promise of living with him where the sun never sets. Amen. Goes on to say, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering. I want to stop right there because guess what Abraham did? He clave the wood for the burnt offering, which means he went out himself, gathered it and split it and put it together to take. He didn't send a servant. He did it himself. Because you want to know sometimes we got to do some things ourselves. Amen. There are times, there are times we want somebody else to do it for us, Sister Monica, but there are times we have to step up and step in and press in ourselves. We have to take our liberty in God. We have to press into the spirit. We have to take back that authority that we have given away. Abraham had to do it himself. He was going to have to take his own son. Uh Uh-huh. He was going to have to take his own son. So guess what? He was going to be the one that gathered the wood. Amen. He was going to be the one yeah. who put it together and got it ready and prepared the sacrifice. He clayed the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Yeah. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place far off. Three days. So what do you think he told his wife when he left? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being Sarah? 
She bore this child in her old age. Yeah. Right? She knew he was a promise from God because she had no way of bearing a child before uh. If it wasn't for God, she wouldn't have bore him. Amen. But can you imagine? Abraham says, well, we've got to go out here to the Moriah and we've got to go, you know, perform a sacrifice. Isaac and I are going, I'm going to take two of the servants with me uh-huh. and we're going to go. And she watches them leave. Uh-huh. And I can imagine she's thinking, but they didn't take a sacrifice. This is kind of an odd trip. And Abraham walking for three days, him and Isaac walking along. They've got the donkey walking with them. The two servants are coming along, bringing what they need, all of their supplies, their food, their water, whatever they need to get by for the next several days. Because it's a three-day journey there to the mountain. And then the journey up the mountain. Uh Then the journey back down the mountain. And then back, right? So we're talking a week, week and a half could be, especially when you take in this time for the sacrifice. Yep. We could go a week and a half by the time they get back home. Abraham leaves, rises up early in the morning, and they leave. Yeah. Walking along, his son by his side, just walking along. And I can imagine there's torment and turmoil in his heart. His son has no clue. He's, he's happy-go-lucky, just talking away. You know, hey, yeah, we're going to go over here. Oh, look, look over there, Dad. Look at all that stuff over there. Look at those animals over there. And, and Abraham over here going, if you only knew. Yeah. Oh, my, my, heart's, my heart's bleeding right now. If he only knew. Abraham's journey to the mountain was not an easy journey. No. It doesn't tell us here what all he went through, but you take your own self. Let me, let me, uh, back up a bit we've been talking about in our bible study a little bit and among ourselves about a couple of terms that i've learned here as of the last six months one is called eisegesis and one is exegesis uh-huh. teach you teach you a little bit of terminology and a little bit of stuff eisegesis is when you read yourself into the scriptures yeah. exegesis is when you take the scriptures at face value well there are people in both camps okay there are people that believe you should just take the scripture at face, face value, and that's there are some denominations that, that believe solely in that. And then there are some that believe everything should be read into. And they're pretty charismatic. There are some of those folks. I'm somewhere in the middle of this. Because we can't learn to apply anything unless we can see ourselves in scripture. Amen. We have to put ourselves into the scriptures and into what was taking place and say, how would we feel? And that's what I did with Abraham at this point in time. How would I feel as a human being? Yeah. Not as a, 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 a man of God or a woman of God, but as a human being, as a mother. How would you feel as a mother, a father? How would you feel when you are walking to that mountain with your child? Knowing that God has commanded you to turn your child over to him. Uh And you have no promise that this child will live another day. But God has promised this child will birth a nation. How is that coming together? That is a conflict, a torment that is within you. We live with those conflicts every day. We look out in this world. We see the world just Uh falling apart. But God has promised that he will come again. That he will 
recognizing walked toward the mountain. Yes. Three days walking, three nights sleeping, and can you imagine going to bed each and every night? The turmoil and praying to God. God. Yes. And this is what we as parents, if you have children that are out of the ark of safety, this is what you pray. Lord, you promised me my children would be saved. Yes. I can't Amen. see it now. It is not happening in front of me right now, but Lord, you promised me that my child would be saved. Amen. And I can imagine Abraham praying that same type of prayer. God, you promised me that my child would birth a nation. You yeah. promised me that my child would live. And I'm walking down a path that is not the path I thought I'd be on. Oh. I do not know what this outcome actually is going to happen, but I do know you made a promise, God. Yeah. See, we walk a path each and every day through this life. We are making a journey to a mountain. Okay? Amen. We are making a journey to a mountain each and every day. Our mountain is with God, right? Our mountain is the, the hereafter, the eternal life that we will have with him. We are always making that journey to the mountain. It says that this life will be full of trouble. Yeah. yeah. But our journey is not our destination. All right. Did you get that? All right. Yeah. Our journey is not the destination. That's right. It's only how we get there. That's right. We can the make choices along the way. Yes. And we can hold fast to God's promises. Yes. It went on to say here, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place far off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. And this is a verse that I wanted to, to really stop and, and talk about a minute. Because he tells the servants, I will come again. No, did he say I will come again? I am the lad. I am the lad. I am the lad. Will come again until uh -huh. he didn't just say I will. No. See God, what did God tell him to do? Go sacrifice your son for a burnt offering. Well, a uh -huh. burnt offering means you first you have to kill the kill it. Yeah, you, know. you have to kill the offering, and then you set it on fire and you burn it up. Yeah. Yeah. But what did he say? He didn't just say I. I and the lad will go worship and will come again yeah. unto you. Yeah. I want to go to Hebrews. Here's where we start skipping through the Bible. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, yeah. The faith chapter. Faith, yeah. Verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, oh. offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. Amen. From whence also he received him in a figure. It was passed down through the generations. And that's how it was recorded into Hebrew. That Abraham's belief was that even though he was making this journey to the mountain, and even though he was told to sacrifice his son, he had a faith in God that even if he had died there on that mountain, uh -huh. that God would raise him up again. Amen. That God would make him whole. Yes. You want to know something? We have to remember that God can make people whole. Yes. It may not be physically, but God can make yes. people 
spiritually. He can do either or and or both. Both. Abraham had belief that God would make Isaac whole. Yes. That he believed he would raise him up from the raise dead. Him up. And it says, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Uh-huh. Many of you are probably already know this, but there's types and shadows in the Old Testament that yeah. point to the New Testament. Yeah. That's something we have discussed quite a bit, too. We've been studying Job since January 1st. And we have talked about the types and shadows in Job that point to the future, that yeah. point to the New Testament. That they're, they're laid out here in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New. Well, if you look at this, this is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. This is pointing to his crucifixion. His crucifixion. And what happens here when, when Abraham lays the wood upon Isaac's shoulders is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ carrying his own cross to Galgotha. Uh-huh. Think about that. He was carrying the wood. The wood. That would be very sad. That would sacrifice his demise. Yeah. Amen. He was carrying the very thing that would take his life. And it goes on to say here, and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now Isaac finally wakes up. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts, or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.